0: Saki Kudo grew up in a small town in northern Japan with a population of 5,000. Since then, her world has gotten much bigger, living in Tokyo, Philadelphia, Michigan, Alabama, and now North Carolina. In this episode, Saki shares about expanding her horizons and relating to others, picking up ballroom dancing, developing a love for American football, and working in the Deep South. Saki shows us that if a young Japanese woman can connect with car makers in Alabama, we have much more in common than we think. Welcome to The Fuqua Show for the stories, the lessons, and the passions of the Team Fuqua community at Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. I'm Thomas Chang. And today's guest is our very own Japan Trek leader, Saki Kudo. Welcome, Saki. Thank you, Thomas. Saki, you all just came back from this Japan Trek. You organized, I believe it was 80 students and partners. How was it overall?
1: Overall, it's amazing. Many people asked me, oh, Saki, it's really hard work and you did a lot, but I didn't do it anything so much because Japan is super safe. I didn't have to pay so much attention to everyone but instead I was uh, feel like every day like dreaming. It's amazing 80 people at the same time in my country and we are just enjoying traveling together. It never happens after graduation.
0: Oh don't make me sad already. (laughs) Well I'll give a brief introduction for folks who weren't on the trip or who haven't met Saki yet. Saki Kudo is a second-year MBA student in Fuqua's class of 2024. She's originally from Japan, and before business school, Saki was an automotive engineer. She worked for nine years at Toyota on developing engine designs, engineering innovations, and new vehicles, including models from Lexus, Prius, and Corolla. She has a wide range of interests, including American football, observing but not singing karaoke, and making custom emojis on the Fuqua Slack. Saki, lots that I want to ask you, but from that intro right there, American football, what's your favorite team?
1: Of course, the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Why is that?
1: Philadelphia is my first city in the U.S., and at the time, I was studying at the UPenn for six months, and it was not only for American football, but a life-changing experience because I decided to come back to the U.S. as MBA when I was studying at Philly, especially between like a uh, English and business courses. And I won- I decided or made up my mind to be an engineer who can understand innovation and can bridge business in the future.
0: Do you remember the first football game you watched?
1: Of course, Eagles games. But at the time, it was in September. So I think preseason game. I don't remember very much about it, but uh, not a Exactly, season games.
0: Oh, this might turn into a sports podcast. Favorite players?
1: Nick Foles was always my favorite. He was quarterback at the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl in 2018 or 2017 season. So it was my biggest event in my life.
0: (laughs) Wow. Lots to ask about. But let's jump into it right here. Saki, really interesting journey from Japan to the U.S., back to Japan, back to the U.S. I want to start with your upbringing in small-town Japan. Can you share a bit about where you grew up and what kind of environment it was like?
1: Yeah, sure. Maybe people who joined the Japan Trek might know about it, but I'm from the north part of Japan. It's very, very north and very, very far from Tokyo. So, unfortunately, I couldn't bring them uh, this time. It's called Aomori Prefecture, but my city is the top north. And my area is really famous for the biggest or most valued tuna, especially the first year, a first auction of the year at the Toyosu tuna market. This year, my hometown tuna, one the lady got the highest supplies ever. My hometown is really rural, like as I mentioned, uh, officially is a lady main industry. So my class size was really, it was like a 5,000 residents in my area. And my class size was always less than 60, especially my junior high school experience.
0: Wow. So very different from the places you visited on the Trek, the Tokyo, Osaka, those big cities.
1: And already my Trek members size is beyond my junior high school class size. So it's surprising.
0: And Any memories or formative experiences from growing up in that small town?
1: Yeah, especially I really liked outdoor activities and I like sports. I think it was a really great environment to realize what I really liked and how I loved the nature.
0: So what sports did you play?
1: At the time, especially in winter, my town has a lot of snow every winter. So I started skiing when I was three years old. So skiing is always my favorite. And also I started snowboarding when I was college. And I also do cross-country skiing and many variety of winter sports.
0: I'm always interested when I meet people like you who grew up in these small towns about your worldview as you got older. Did you think that you were going to stay in the town after school? Did you want to go out and see other parts of the country or the world? Do you remember what your thinking was at the time?
1: Yes. At the time, I was really passionate about going to the bigger cities like Tokyo. And always, it was in my mind going to overseas some days. At the time, I didn't know very much about the outside of Japan. So I was just uh, automatically sort of like a New York, random. L.A. or something like that. But uh, yeah, my interest hasn't changed so much, I think.
0: Well, I can tell by how much time you spent in the U.S. and other countries as well. Now, were you learning English back then? What made you decide to, one day in the future, go to New York or some of these other cities around the world?
1: I don't remember very much about it, but definitely it impacted on my decision or my ideas every time when I saw a lot of people. Uh, First one is my aunt. My cousin's family lived in the U.S. and other countries before because my uncle was working at Japan Navy, and he lived in Boston and San Diego before. So they shipped me a lot of souvenirs or English books. So it was full of my interest.
0: When was the first time you did leave Japan?
1: My very first time experience was Vancouver in Canada. I spent two weeks there. It's a kind of school partnership homestay program or something, I went to a junior high school outside of Vancouver, small, small cities, and I stayed with my host families, and one of their kids are same age with me. And interestingly now, she lives in Japan. She loves Japan so much, and I love the North American culture so much, and we are doing exactly the opposite way right now.
0: What about the North American culture did you love? What do you remember from that first trip?
1: I think people are more friendly, and many people are really interested in sports, and the more wider variety of sports are available. For example, in Vancouver, I played lacrosse for the first time.
0: Lacrosse, you said?
1: Mm -hmm. It was uh, one of the PE class, and I had no idea how to play and how to use a stick. But uh, successfully, I got a ball and... It made me so excited. So since then, my passion to sports much more increased, I think.
0: Very cool. Now, at some point, you did have to go back to Japan. You graduated high school, and then you did move to the big city. You moved to Tokyo for your undergrad at the Tokyo University of Science. What was that transition like, finally moving to a big city as a young adult
1: it's a kind of interesting. Shortly before, I talked about my interest was always in the bigger cities or outside of Japan, but at the time, very last minute when I decided my courage, I was really thinking about, okay, should I go to the middle-sized city between my hometown and Tokyo to stay connected to my family? Or many of my friends are targeting another university kind of closer to my hometown, so I was really in the middle, but uh, also my uncle's otherwise impacted me a lot. In Tokyo, there are uh, more a lot of opportunities, even outside of the courage, and you can experience a lot, you can learn more. So yeah, maybe the advice decided me to change my mind from middle-sized cities, courage, to the Tokyo.
0: But how was that transition? Was it exciting? Was it a bit overwhelming? Do you remember how you felt back then when you first step foot in the big city?
1: Yeah, of course I did. I did my moving by myself. I ordered my furniture by myself and I arranged my to train to Tokyo because my parents couldn't come with me on my moving day. I arranged everything by myself, but a little bit excited. I think excitement was the most important part for my moving day. And yeah, surprisingly, I was a lady Quick adapter, and I really enjoyed uh, life in Tokyo after two or three days.
0: <laughs> two or three days? <laughs> yes. It was that quick?
1: Yes. I I really appreciated public transportation. Maybe the track members realized really easily. We had a train running until midnight from the early morning, and it's really frequent. So I realized, oh my gosh, in my hometown, I had to ask my parents to drive me to somewhere. But this time, I can go to anywhere. So... I thought it was amazing, and it motivated me to explore more in Tokyo.
0: Well, it sounds like you explored quite a lot. It sounds like academically, you pursued engineering, but you also picked up a pretty new hobby during those college years.
1: Yes. You want to say ballroom dancing?
0: Ballroom dancing. Did you all know that Saki, our very own Saki, is apparently very good at ballroom dancing? (laughs) But yeah, tell us more about that. How did that start? How did you develop that interest?
1: It was like a um an matric- matriculation day or first day of my college. I don't remember really well, but it was like a club activity introduction session. And on the day, my mom came to me to see my college and what's the ceremony like. So she was sitting next to me. and Oh, Saki, the Broad Long Dance Club looks amazing. They they, their dancing is of course really good and they were wearing dresses and taxi so they looked very gorgeous for her. So she said, Oh, you should do that. At the time I wasn't so serious about joining the clubs, but my many of my friends decided to go to the one day, one on one experience session or something. So I followed them and I just decided to, to try. And then, oh my gosh, it's so fun. And I became a suddenly a big fan of ballroom dancing. And it's another moment, like a life-changing decision I made.
0: Why did you love it so much?
1: I think it was very much fun for me. I'm a lady really good at PE classes during my high school. And dancing was one of the most favorite topic I had in my high school. So by the time I knew I loved dancing, But I've never experienced pairing with someone, especially guys. So I couldn't imagine what's happening and what should I expect it. So, yeah, it was another interaction with someone. And, um, of course, we have to learn many steps and uh, original choreography. Everything was so interesting to me, very new to me.
0: Well, after your undergrad... I see that you stayed in Tokyo and pursued a master's in engineering at the University of Tokyo, and then ended up working at Toyota first as an engineer in engine design and evaluation. What was the appeal for you of engineering, especially in the automotive industry?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. I pursued my master's degree because originally I was thinking about to get my PhD and stay wanted to stay academic as a researcher. But after studying my master's degree, I realized, oh, my interest is not academic. I want to contribute to something, especially making something that helps society or people's life. I choose the automotive industry because it's definitely the Japan's biggest industry and there are so many opportunities and automotive consists of so many parts. So I think it's the most one of the complicated products I I can contribute. So I really enjoyed doing something difficult, something challenging, something complicated. The another reason I chose Toyota is my family really loved travel. And my father, he loves driving, and he, Toyota is his favorite. I also applied to other older companies like Nissan, Honda, Subaru. And he didn't talk to me about, about my decision, but after I accepted an offer from Toyota, he said, oh, you're right. I'm, I'm happy you are not going to Honda or Nissan.
0: Oh, <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> well, early in your career, you went to Philadelphia, and that's where you became a Philadelphia Eagles fan for an English-intensive program. Tell me about that and what that experience was like living in the U.S. for the first time.
1: Yeah, it's a really great experience and definitely one of the best part of my life so far. I was selected among the 600 Toyota, how can I say, with a group of students studying at the same time. At the time, we stayed at the dormitory even after the finishing my master's degree, and we went to an English school at the UPenn and we took just a English proficiency classes for first two months. And after that, we switched to switch the gear into more business related topics. Professors from Wharton uh, business schools came and taught us and they organized Toyota special Program.
0: Well, you're in Philadelphia. And then later, Michigan, but we'll talk about that in a bit. How did it feel, especially compared to your life in Tokyo? I know that I and the other Trek members are just amazed at Japan and how orderly and clean and efficient and well-run everything is. When you come to the U.S., do you feel like you're just in a different world?
1: Yeah, of course, a different world. And I don't want to say every U.S. city would be the same. And I... Would have the same opinion if I went to San Francisco or Seattle or something different. But at least Philadelphia is a really historical city, and I really enjoyed a beautiful scenery. As many people know, Tokyo is a kind of really new cities. We had to build everything after World War Two, so it's a it's really modernized and really how can I say sometimes in organic cities and inconsistency of the buildings, so that I. I like the least part in Tokyo, but Philadelphia, it has a really long history. Buildings are really beautiful aligned, and there are so many parks. And I really loved Independence Park, which has Liberty Bell.
0: Did you face any culture shock?
1: I don't remember exactly, because as I already talked, I'm a really quick adapter. And I remember I definitely enjoyed my life in Philadelphia after two or three days.
0: <laughs> Always two or three days. That's all it takes, huh? Well, then after Philadelphia, you went back to Japan, worked a little bit more, designed a lot of cars, and then actually went back to the U.S. for a little bit longer. You moved to Ann Arbor, Michigan, still working with Toyota. Tell me about that experience, especially being in U.S. in a work context for the first time.
1: Yeah, definitely. Working in Ann Arbor wasn't difficult for me because I've already at the time I had already started working or interacting with my co-workers in Mexican site. But the more challenging thing was I had to travel to Alabama plant to initiate a current Colora new project and starting quality confirmation project at the plant. So I traveled a lot to Alabama. I think totally I spent more than one month in Alabama within a year especially the difficult thing is i didn't have so much experience working in a manufacturing front in japan and my understanding manufacturing front in japan is they are really proud of their jobs and they are happy to take and they are really passionate about to learn something new and they are happy they are really proud of their jobs and yeah they want to learn from me and they respected me a lot but When I went to Alabama for the first time, the situation was completely different. Alabama was a kind of like an isolated plant and no other Toyota community actively helped them for a long time. So their understanding or current technology catch up was really like 20 years ago or something. So at the time, it was really difficult to have the same understanding with everyone or putting everyone's in the same shoes. So it was a really challenging time to talk to plant manager. I was super young, just an engineer. And especially, usually I'm looked younger than my dear age. So I learned a lot how to start a communication and how to build relationships, how, how I can make them believe me.
0: Well, give us some lessons. I know a lot of people feel nervous or intimidated when they enter new environments. From what you just described, you're a young Japanese woman in a manufacturing plant in Alabama, trying to influence plant workers. How'd you do it?
1: I have no idea. But at the time, they had a lot of programs, And at least our understanding was the same. We had to solve this problem. So at least everyone has the same target goals, even though we hadn't established a really great relationship at the time. So I started to talk to each person because unlike Japanese very wider range of job description culture, American people usually have a really specific skill sets. So I had to learn who is the best in this area and who has a responsibility in this jobs or something like that. So I talked a lot, even though my English was much, much poor. It, now it's not perfect, but much worse at the time. So I took a long time and I couldn't understand some dialogues from the South. It was my first time. So I had a lot of difficulty, but I tried to summarize my ideas, sometimes using a photo, videos, and I asked another advice from someone's working in Michigan. So I just tried, I wanted to do something, everything I could. And I think that effort influenced them a lot.
0: Well, hopefully you were able to bond with them over, I don't know, football.
1: Yeah, especially this year's football game was a really complicated situation to me. It's, i was always Michigan fan, but uh, oh my gosh, Alabama and Michigan. Uh,
0: well, I'm sorry for the Detroit Lions as well. I don't know if you're a fan.
1: It's not uh, my best choice, but uh, yeah, definitely my friends and I were not chilling 49ers. So Detroit was the only choice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Again, the truth comes out. But Sakia, I really liked what you just said. And I think it's just a good reminder for all of us that when it comes to building relationships, especially with people who might seem so different from you, right? You have to find that common ground, that shared humanity, be persistent, right? You don't build a relationship in a day, it takes time and it takes work. So I really like what you've said and think that it's very applicable for anyone listening.
1: I think I'm just a patient and I'm really good at getting things done. So I never give up. I'm just a be patient and sometimes I don't mind spending long time for my job. So I think my mindset and especially I try to understand About them, like I explained before, my prejudice or misunderstanding can cause really bad things. So this time I tried to be open and every time I was happy to learn from others.
0: So you talk about being a very quick adapter. You only need two to three days in a new environment. Was it the same for Fuqua with your MBA?
1: Yeah, I think especially much easier because I've already experienced moving to Philadelphia and Ann Arbor. So this time I didn't feel any differences. Oh, I came back to the U.S. I know everything. And so no surprise to me.
0: And so what are your tips for people from other countries, for international students who don't adapt as quickly and who really struggle to be in this new place where they don't know anybody and they don't know how things work or how to interact with people?
1: I think it's really difficult for international students. And I I cannot say just, oh, ask any help or make your friends. I know it's really challenging for someone, so I cannot re- recommend to everyone. I think at least try, try to tell something or be proactive as much as you can, because it's really difficult just waiting for someone's support or just waiting for the time comes. Everyone talked to me automatically. So at the time, it was challenging for me because my English wasn't still good, especially listening when I arrived last 2022 summer here. So I couldn't understand maybe half of my friends are talking about, but I just joined. I joined most of parties. I just tried to... Be remembered to my friends. Just That's my strategy.
0: Yes, Saki definitely was successful in being remembered, especially as the surprise Japanese woman who knows a lot about American football. <laughs> <laughs> Last question for me, going back to the beginning intro. Why do you like observing but not singing karaoke?
1: It's already a little bit weird question. I think the fairly decisive incident I had was when I was a kid. I liked the singing. I liked the singing and dancing everywhere in front of my family, friends. But suddenly my mom told me, Your singing is not good. Don't do it in front of others. So it's a kind of a traumatic experience to me. So since then, I can go to karaoke and I can enjoy whether uh, I'm not. Happy if I ask to sing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad to hear. How about before we graduate, we'll do karaoke at least once.
1: Oh uh, yes, because Asia Business Club is always hosting karaoke night. I'm having. I'm, I'm happy to host, but i never sing in Durham. So Thomas, maybe your mission is let me sing.
0: Well. Thank you so much, Saki, for coming on the show today. Learned a lot about your life in Japan, your previous experiences in the U.S. I'm really glad to hear about everything that you've done. I'm excited to see what you do moving forward. Thanks so much again.
1: Thank you.